0: Hello and welcome to the ETOF One Sports Podcast, sponsored by the Sharps betting app for May 26th. How is everyone doing? It's a holiday weekend. My name is Eric. I'm thrilled to be here. We have an absolutely great show lined up for you today. My boy Jim, XFL Jim, comes on. We talk a little USFL. We have a big announcement, XFL Jim and myself do. Then after that. My boy Nick comes on at NAA Fantasy. We talk a little fantasy football and everything, and we're closing it out with Brandon talking a little NASCAR. And Brandon and I have a special announcement. So, like I said, we have a great show lined up for you today. But before we jump into all that, we need to talk about DeAndre Hopkins being released. That was the big news today from the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, with his contract and everything, excuse me, it made it a little hard for the Cardinals to get off that contract and get rid of him. So they had no other choice but to release him. Obviously, I think... I know people are saying he's going to go to the Jets. I really don't see that. I think he's going to go to the Ravens or the Bills. Those would be my two guesses for that. What to expect for him? I don't know. I mean, another year older... Um. New offense. What's that going to do for Diggs if he goes to Buffalo? If he goes to Baltimore, what's that going to do for the running game? What's his connection with Lamar? There's just a lot of unknown things, and is D Hop good? Gihop Hop is great, but one thing that has been evident with the foot with football the last couple of years is is these connections that the quarterback and wide receiver have, and I just don't know what D Hop's going to have with Allen or Lamar. So I just I'm gonna have to see it before I jump in and go crazy like everyone else and their aunt is. NBA obviously is going on. We have a game six tomorrow. Uh I should be on fast break breads. I don't know. Like I know people say I need to start living more and I'm living. I'm taking a little mini vacation, going to my bud's brewery in lower Michigan, gonna check that out for the day. Uh hopefully I can work it out with Gino where I will be able to record. If not, he's gonna be able to handle fast break bets and everything. But yeah, like I said, we have a great show for you today. So without further ado, let's hop right into it. We have reached the part of the podcast. We're going to talk some USFL. This part of the podcast is sponsored by Royal Retros. Go to royalretros.com, use promo code SPRINGFEVER, receive 10% off. And that way they know that good old jim and myself sent you speaking of jim jim how you doing today my man
1: i'm doing great eric i have a question for you is that spring fever with is that two words or one word um i'm not sure my friend let me
0: let me look because i know promo like, codes can be tricky i you know what i think it is all one word spring fe- you know what you know what we're gonna do jim what
2: are we gonna you know do? what we're gonna do
0: you know what we're gonna do for the people? We are going to go to Royal Retros right now, and we're gonna do a little order here to see to see to see what it is. Okay, so I'm gonna okay. pull up the screen. We're gonna go share screen. Boom, boom, boom. Going to this lovely website for you, for those watching. Oh, it's so pretty. Oh, look, I already have stuff in there. Oh, stuff's already been. Boom. Go to checkout, and it says one word, spring fever. Spring fever is one word. But, guys, I'm just telling you guys right now, if you go to this, you can go to – let's go leagues. Let's go some USFL gym. Let's look at some old school USFL. I mean, look at the showboats hat gym. Oh, God, that
1: showboats logo is so sick.
0: I mean, you can go down here. Look at this old school showboats T-shirt. Oh. That one's pretty badass. I may have to add that to my collection. Oh. Go down a little bit more. The one I'm gonna get is where are we at? It's a stars. It's an old school stars. Going down over here to page two. I know. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna roll oh. with the
1: stars because I already have. Um, I Already go. got some stars merch.
0: Here we go. Here we go. This is what. Oh, there we go. This is what Daddy's gonna get. Give me a 1983 USFL championship game vintage T-shirt, the Michigan Panthers versus the Philadelphia Stars. You can also get the 1984 game, which I don't even. I can Arizona against Philadelphia or Wait, the 1985 the, game.
1: Were they the Arizona Rattlesnakes?
0: They were the Oakland Invaders against the Baltimore Stars. Oof, a little throwback right there. So, guys, please make sure that way it helps Jimbo and I's show spring fever out. So please make sure to check that out. But we're here to talk some USFL. But before we jump into the lines, I want to ask you in terms of betting what is the team in the South that we need to lock in a future in?
1: Well, we already what's, have the team in the South. No, excuse Raiders. me, the
0: North, the North, the North, my bad. There's what's, a... what's, what's the team in the North? Because I'm just I'm just going to be throwing out some some of these numbers that I'm seeing out here. Let me pull them up at good old Bovada because they seem to be the only one that has these lines up right now. We're going USFL, we're going USFL. Futures and the two the the ones that stick out to me are this the Maulers okay, the Panthers, and the Generals. I think the stars get in. The stars are up one game. Generals, Panthers, and Maulers all one game back. Where where which one do you like out of those three? We got the Panthers 12 to 1, Maulers 12 to (laughs) 1. Generals six
1: to one so i'm scrapping the panthers right away i don't think they're going to be anything for the rest of the season i just this offense is not showing me anything that they can be anything the maulers have intrigued me the generals have been the most consistent out of those three um but at double the odds i kind of like taking a shot on the maulers because the schedule lines up right and we talked about this earlier eric uh, both the Maulers and the Generals don't have any more traveling to do for the rest of the season, so which is huge. Yeah, they're all going. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get huge home crowds in Canton. So, I think the game they play against each other, which is technically a General's home game, I think I still like the Maulers. The Maulers' defense is still the thing that I trust the most in the North, and I think their offense still has a little bit of time to come together. And I think against Northern teams like obviously they're the only team that has still gotten shut out twice. So the offense has some issues still very apparent, but I think, I think I'm going to go with the Maulers.
0: And the Maulers play the generals at the last part of the season. So that's going to be an easy hedge out opportunity too. So hypothetically, let's say it comes down to that game. And you need to hedge out. You can buy out your position earlier. So. Jim and I both sign off on locking in the Pittsburgh Maulers 12 to 1 as a future lock in. So we're going to, right now we have the Maulers and we have the, excuse me, Breakers at 5 to 1 in our future portfolio. Now we're going to jump on to these game lines. We're going to be using the lines from Bet Online. First game starting off, we have the Stallions laying two against the Breakers. Over under 46. What say you, my friend?
1: First off, I like the under. I like the under. And honestly, so this line opened at one. The Stallions minus one, and it's been climbing up. I actually like the Breakers in a get-right spot here. I think they the Stallions' defense isn't that great. I think the Breakers can kind of like, this is the tune-up game their offense needs. I think their defense is good enough. And I'm going to fade a little Alex Magoo after he just had a great performance in week six. I don't think he has back-to-back fantastic performances. I'm going to take the breakers. I'm going to take a money line. I'm not going to I'm, I'm going to be bold. I'm not even going to bother with the spread. I'm just going to take the breakers straight up. And I'm going to take the under 46.
0: I like it. I'm going to be on the breakers too in the get right spot here. I think there's some issues on the Stallions defense that you've mentioned a couple times. And I'll be honest, I don't just trust their quarterback. I know Magoo looked better last game. I just don't trust them here. I think this is a get right spot for the breakers and Bethel Thompson against this stallions defense. So I'm going to be on the breakers plus two next game. We're going the Philadelphia stars plus one against the Pittsburgh Maulers over under a whopping 38. What say you, my friend?
1: Oh God. I think this one was a tough one for me but I'm going to roll with the Maulers. It's a tight enough spread that their defense is good enough to just eat the stars alive. Who ha- the stars, by the way, who have not scored an offensive touchdown in two weeks. They can't keep that up. I'm going to mm. go under 38 and a half in here as well.
0: I like it. I am going to be, I think this is another, I look at it like this. Maulers are coming off a shutout. I think this is going to be a get right. Stars are coming off two big wins. I think this is a little bit of a letdown spot here. I think the Maulers defense is going to be able to make the stars offense uncomfortable stars defense. I really don't trust. I think the Maulers offense will be able to move the ball on them. So I like the minus one next game. We're going to two of the hottest teams. We got the gamblers laying three and a half against the Memphis showboats over under 43. What say you, my friend?
1: Oh God. If I already take an over in any game. It would be this one, but I'm still going to take the under. I like the showboats. I think both these teams have been trending upwards, but I just like the way the showboats have looked a little bit more. I trust them a little bit more. Whenever I've seen that, this is just eye test stuff. Whenever I've seen the gamblers in their last couple weeks, it looks like the other team is playing worse rather than the gamblers playing very good. I think the gamblers are playing good. I think they're vastly improved from last year, but I don't think they're as good as a lot of people are saying.
0: Okay. I I don't know what to do in this game, so I'm gonna use my pass card. I really have no idea what to do. Eric, it's your show. You
1: have infinite pass
0: cards. (laughs) What we've seen from Memphis is that their is that their line is that is this the new medium for them, or they've been over see and they're gonna come back down to earth. Um, Flip side gamblers, you know, like you made this comment. They just seem to play everyone who's playing a shitty game. Is that their thing? And is this going to be Memphis' shitty game? Because Memphis had, does have two good games in the row, so they are due for a little bit of a step back. Because I think we can both agree that this offense is overperforming a little bit. Maybe it's better with the new quarterback, but I don't think it's as good as it's been.
1: It's not, but also the defense, um, I think, has improved. And I think the defense is legit. Good
0: good point. Um so, okay, so I would bet the under here if I had to bet.
1: Yeah, I like the under 43. But if I were to pick it over, I could see both offenses kind of going off.
0: Like, I could see it. But I like the Last other. game. It kind of playoff. Playoff, you know, we're in week six here. We only have four more weeks left. Every
1: Literally, with how competitive the USFL this is this year, every single week, every game has playoff implications.
0: Now, I – don't know what to do in this game i kind of feel like this is way 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 too many points what say you my friend with the i i I mean and the over under here of 39 and a half to me this is betting 101 high high total high high spread low number this leans me to the panthers
1: i'm on the generals i don't know man i think I don't know if the Panthers score more than a touchdown. I don't know if they get a single touchdown against this general's defense. I took them at the plus six last week versus the stallions. They let me down immensely. I don't, I'm not going to be scared of the big number this week. Give me the generals.
0: Okay. All right. Um, I begged to differ my friend.
1: I think that's the only game we disagree on. No, no, we disagree. No, you didn't have an opinion on the game. Was you sorry, know what? But There's
0: no NBA it. game on Sunday. I'm betting the I'm betting the fucking Panthers, dude. I'm betting the Panthers. I'm going to cancel my plans to go to the Brewers game, and I'm going to go on the stream just so I can talk shit to you.
2: About
0: the Panthers. <laughs> I am redoing my whole vacation weekend. I'm going to watch a big Shit-talking
1: program. 101, people.
0: So just to recap, uh, Jim and I are both on the breakers plus the two. Jim is on the under 46. Jim and I are both on the maulers. Jim is on the under 38 and a half. Jim is on the showboats. I did not take a side here, I did not take a total in this game either. Jim, Jim, you said you could see this going over, but you like the under that in my world. That's a pass.
1: I mean. Yes, but I, I like I like the under, but uh, if there is, I think more scenarios than not, I see the under happening. There is like one in, I don't know, six. This is just a number I'm pulling out of the air. A one in six shot that the offenses, both offenses like are playing their best game. Because the Houston Gamblers offense has been vastly improved. They look really good and they have Bahar back. And the showboats with Cole Kelly have looked good. But I think the defenses for both teams are good enough that they, they stop them. So like, I still like the under.
0: Um, And then I like the Michigan Panthers plus seven. Jim likes the generals minus seven and he likes the under 39 and a half in the nightcap. Jim, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Why don't you tell everyone what you have on tap and what is your Memorial day live stream extravaganza this year?
1: I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try and work on a little like poster or something for it. Um, but I got a busy weekend coming up. You guys can find me at XFL Gym. Everywhere anything can be found. Um, obviously, I'm gonna be streaming these USFL wash alongs with a little special cameo from the National Arena League when Antonio Brown makes his first Arena League start this weekend, this Saturday. So be on the lookout for that. And then Memorial Day weekend, Memorial Day, I always do a special live stream for it. Last year, you saw me passed out for eight hours on my bed as I was just blackout drunk. This year, I'm going to not quit drinking, but I'm going to keep the drinking down a little bit. And I'm going to do a -a 24-hour dance-a-thon and, you know, dance-a-thon sing-along fun times. So from midnight Sunday night to midnight Monday night, I will be streaming on XFL uh, Jim Twitch. So twitch.tv slash XFL Jim.
0: I like it. I like it. I'll definitely check that out. Jim, thanks for coming on. Please give my boy... Jim a follow at XFL Jim. He's going to be live streaming every single USFL game this weekend. Great dude knows his stuff. Also, please check out Royal Retro's link to the site is in the link below and use promo code Spring Fever to get 10% off. It really helps Jim and myself out if you click on that link and If you do buy something, use that promo code. Jim and I would greatly appreciate it. And now let's continue on with the podcast and let's shift our attention to some fantasy football. We have reached the part of the podcast where we're going to talk some fantasy football. And who better to come on than Nick, a.k.a. at fantasy on Twitter. Nick, how are you doing today, my man?
2: Great, Eric. How are you doing?
0: Good, good, good. Um, Good. So what we're going to do now is Nick and I talked talked it out we're going to start to do previews of two to three teams. Just kind of give you us a little quick, little five to 10 minute preview on each team, tell you who we're going to fade, who we're going to target kind of stuff like that. Um, And then doing it two to three, that will lead us all the way up to the start of the regular season. That way you guys can kind of look back and be like, okay, today they did, today we're doing the bears and Texans. Okay. This is what you guys think that way. It's going to, Try to be a little bit easier for you guys moving forward. So with all that being said, we're going to go from worst to best. That means we're starting with the Chicago Bears. Obviously, the outlook in terms of fantasy for the Bears all starts with Justin Fields. Last year, he was quarterback six. This year's ADP is 43. Fields was lacking an offensive weapon, namely a wide receiver one. Now that they added DJ Moore who's the wide receiver one. The question is, is Moore going to do what Stefan Diggs did for Josh Allen and A.J. Brown did for Jalen Hurts? Allen went from 297.3 fantasy points, finishing as QB6 to 405.1, finishing as QB1. Hurts went from 322, 321.2 fantasy points to 384. Is Fields going to have that big of a jump this year?
2: I think he's gonna make he's gonna make a little bit of a jump. I don't think he's gonna make that big of a jump. Um, you know, I think he can sneak into the top five QBs next year. Uh, but the way the Bears run their offense, it doesn't really lend well to Fields making that big of a leap. Um, I think he'll improve on his numbers because he has more weapons to throw to. Um, but the Bears are still gonna run the ball, and Fields is still gonna run a lot as well. So that's where his numbers are gonna come from. Um, you know, DJ Moore, again, he's not, he's not Stefan Diggs or AJ Brown. Um, so they're going to, they're going to let fields throw the ball a little more, but at the end of the day, the bears are still, you know, old school. They're not an explosive offense. So they're going to be running the football a little more. So again,
0: I think he can sneak into the top five. I think the thing with fields is. You don't want him as your quarterback if he's going to pass. You want him as your quarterback if he's going to scramble in fantasy.
2: <laughs> right, exactly.
0: And I really don't think. And I mean, my my thing, and I, I've watched like enough football that. I hate it when field. What they say, Fields can't throw the ball. No, Fields runs into sacks. I've never seen one quarterback actually. This Sean Watson used to do it back in the Texas days. Yeah, yeah, he just runs into a linebacker, runs into a pass rusher. This kid, what he needs to do to make that big jump is learn to not run into a sack. Um, right. But yeah, I had Fields on my team last year. I was in a position to win the league. Obviously, he went down. I was a little against the eight ball, but I really think that how can i word this i don't want fields because of dj more i want fields because it was running the side is basically my thing now also if we're going to look at it we need to figure out what fields ceiling is um where do you think his ceiling is nick
2: i think his ceiling is qb4 um I still think some combination of Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, even Lamar Jackson possibly with this new offense he has in, in Baltimore could still beat him out for top three.
0: So I think his ceiling is four. Now, when we're looking at the running back positions, this, this when I was looking at this kind of threw me for a loop, the Bears had the most rushing yards in the NFL with 314 but when you look deeper, Fields accounted for 1143 of those yards. The offense will be improved, the offensive line will be improved, and it was a lot better than I thought last year. But they lost Montgomery, who I feel was very big for them last year. The running back room has Deontay Foreman, Khalil Herbert, and R- Roscon Johnson. Which one of these do you think is going to be the alpha in the RB1 of the group?
2: I still think Herbert's going to be the guy to start the season. I mean, they, the bears know him. They like him. Uh, You know, he had a, he had a 5.7 yards per carry average last year. Um, Deontay Foreman will be a decent compliment to him in the backfield with his 4.5 yard average per carry last year in Carolina. Um, And he could possibly poach some goal line carries in Chicago, you know, with his size, but I still think Herbert's going to be the guy.
0: Now, you made a good thing. So we caught, kind of saw it last year with my Lions. Williams was getting all the goal line work, and he was the guy you wanted in fantasy. So, and Swift would get the work up to the goal line. Do you think that's what it's like here? It kind of sounds like that's what you what you think it's going to be like a Detroit situation.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think it definitely could be. Um, you know, Roshan Johnson's going to be coming in. He's a rookie. They'll, they'll, they'll work him in, of course, but still have to feel him out, see how he's going to work with that offense. Um, but Foreman Foreman with his with his big size, he's. I think they brought him in to be a goal line guy.
0: Now, you, you mentioned Johnson. You're a Texas guy. What should we expect? What should the Bears expect for Johnson? What should the fantasy world kind of expect for him?
2: Yeah, they actually have two Texas running backs on the Bears now with Deonta Foreman and Roshan Johnson. So,
0: uh,
2: But with Roshan, you know, he's I, he's got something to prove. I mean, obviously, he was living in the shadows of Bijan Robinson at Texas. Um, I think he's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder. And some people are even comparing him to a faster Zeke Elliott. So I think, I think he's definitely got potential. Um, we'll see if the Bears uh system is, is is good for him or not um i but i think he's definitely going to go out there and give it his all and and prove something so you know i think if he shows off he'll uh you know he, i think he'll make his way into the number 2 spot and, and
0: watch uh deonta kind of fade into the shadows eventually later in the season so, i don't know like here's my thing and i don't i don't mean to be a texas hater <laughs> Sometimes I feel the best place in life to be is a stars backup or or the backup to a player. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because like, you're never out there. People always like always better than them, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I I don't know. Like, I really just like my, my head of heads is, is if you now just hear me out with this logical process. If you're all that, why don't you transfer? Yeah, I. You know what I mean? Like it, especially how with how easy it is to transfer now in college football. If yeah. you're all that, why didn't he transfer where he could be the man? Yeah. yeah,
2: no, I agree with you. But I think I think all in all, you know, I don't think any any of these three running backs are going to be star, top end running backs in the league.
0: So So these guys are going to, from, from based on what you just said, these guys are going to be more of a week to week DFS play.
2: Yeah. Situational plays. I, I totally agree with that. You know, they'll probably be, you know, they could, they could be between 15 and 25 out of the running backs, you know, top fifth, or, you know, between 15th and and 25th and running backs and scoring, uh, you know, who's ever, you know, getting the majority of the carries and, you know, one situational week, one of them could go off and be in the top 15. But I don't see that consistently, though.
0: Now, let's shift our attention to the wide receiver tight end room. There's clearly no wide receiver one from last season. Excuse me. Last season, they brought in DJ Moore to be the number one wide receiver. He's currently being the 21st wide receiver drafted. ADP, um you know, I, that's... Um, a, you know, currently the 21st wide receiver drafted. Um, where do you have them on your board right now?
2: I've got him at about 25, 26 in wide receivers. Uh, I definitely don't have him, you know, in the top 20. I just, the way, again, the way the Bears run their offense, they like to run the ball and they have a lot of short throws. You know, they're not, explosive, they're not an explosive offense that chucks the ball down the field for big plays. Um, you know, the big plays are going to come from Justin Fields running the ball. So, I've got DJ Moore, more like a wide receiver at 25-26. He's on the lower end of wide receiver ones for me.
0: Now, I know for me, I'm just looking at, I have him at 29 right now. I'm looking at my rankings. And the reason for me is is like game flow. I think this is going to be, yeah. like as you mentioned, their offense. Eberfuse struck me as sh- smarter than I thought. So that means he's going to want to run the ball, limit exposure to his defense. So I think this is going to be a run heavy thing for me. I think he doesn't get more than four TDs this year. And he's just going to be that constant guy that has a four catch 60 yard game. And you're just scratching your head and you're pissed off. <laughs> yeah. for, me, for me, that's what DJ Morris. is, you know, an occasional touchdown here or there, Everyone will get excited, and they'll shit the bed next week, the following week. Right. Um, yep. Now, a lot of people are saying that DJ Moore will cut to Cole Clement's targets, but the Bears had 152 abandoned targets, so I don't know how much he's going to kind of Clement's work. Clement right now is tight end 13 and an ADP of 123. Where are you on Mr. Clement, my friend?
2: I, I'm not high on any Bears wide receivers or tight ends. Um, you know, Komet to me, you know, as you said, he scored less than five five points in eleven out of seventeen games last year, and frankly, DJ Moore doesn't really have much work to cut into yeah. <laughs> on the on Komet's end. Um, you know, Fields he's gonna throw the ball a little more, but um, you know. to <sighs> They're just not going to unleash him enough in that area to really add up the numbers, to add up to big numbers for either more
0: or Comet. So I'm not high on Comet at all. Um, who are you going to look to target this year on the Chicago Bears roster?
2: <laughs> Literally the only person I'm looking to target is Justin Fields. I'm fading um, – you know, I'm I'm just fading everybody else on that on that offense because I don't I know they're going to run the ball, but I don't trust any of those three running backs to be, you know, on my team to get
0: me the numbers I need to win a fantasy league. I agree. I mean, maybe if more if if more starts sliding down to like the fifth or sixth round, I'll be invested in them. But right now it is ADB. I can't. Yeah. I love Fields, the running backs, Clement, Mooney. And Mooney's yeah. just a deep breath. That's what he is. Mooney's not the number one. Mooney's just a no. Deep Claypool's no just a jump ball guy. Um,
2: if they had a if they had a guy who could throw the ball more, like that, I could trust throwing the ball. I'd actually say Mooney might be a sneaky pick, mm-hmm. but I don't trust Justin Fields
0: to throw the ball enough to get those numbers for Mooney. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> so hard to trust him. Um. And also I think it's more like it's not an offense that throws the ball downfield. Like you need to have an offense that throws the ball downfield, and they really exactly yeah. they really don't. Um no. the shift their attention to the Houston Texans. Texans have Davis Mills and CJ Stroud. Guessing they'll give Stroud the keys to the castle right away, but having a rookie quarterback starting in fantasy is a little tough for me. What say you, my friend?
2: Yeah, CJ Stroud. I, I really think he's gonna be the guy week one. Um but they're going to keep the leash on him in year one. Uh, honestly, I I wouldn't mind possibly gambling on him uh, and drafting him as a backup quarterback late in your fantasy draft. Um, if you can get an established QB as your QB one in the draft and then gamble on him as a backup, I think I think that's where I would go. But I, I'm not going to trust a rookie quarterback to be my starter at week in and week out.
0: Yeah, that's... That is a tough sell. You have to, I don't know, I'm just rookie quarterback, I'm just in eh. um, Yeah. The running back position is interesting to me. This offensive line is going to be good. Actually, it's going to be better than people realize. I have it as a top 10 unit. I know that's probably going to shock people, but you have Titus Howard on the right tackle, Laramie Tesno on the left tackle. I can make an argument, okay, that they are two of the best t- tackle duo in the NFL. You have Kenyon Green, who you got in the draft, who showed promise as a rookie. You brought over Sha- Shaq, Quisen- Shaq Mason. Excuse me. Then you signed S- Scott Quisenberry from um, from the Bills. And then, oh, yeah. And then you drafted Drew Shrugs from Penn State. This offensive line is good is going to be good this is going to be a top 10 unit plus they b- brought in bobby slowick to be the offensive coordinators from the kyle shanahan coaching tree so he's going to have a zone blocking scheme now the running back room is damian pierce and Devin singletary singletary finishes rb 25 ADP of 143 pierce tw- rb 23 and an adp of 47 i love pierce i think he's going to thrive and the fact that they only brought Singletary in on a one-year contract says that to me. And honestly, if I didn't like Singletary when James Cook was there, how can I like Singletary right now with Damian Pierce there? I have Pierce as my RB10. Where, where are you here with the um, Damian Pierce in the North Texans running back room?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on Pierce as well. I've got him as RB12 on my rankings. You know, he had a great start to last year and then faded a little bit. But, um, you know, with Houston bringing in Singletary, that shouldn't scare Pierce at all. Um, and they're going to use Pierce a lot in this offense while C.J. Stroud gets, you know, gets comfortable and gets his feet wet. I so.
0: um, got a little banged up last year. They were running the ball good when he was there, and I think that's going to continue. Um, this year now let's shift our attention over to the wide receiver slash tight end room. I have some sleepers here and I want to get your opinion on them. The first one is Dalton Schultz. The reason is all the tight end drags that the Chi- Kyle Shanahan system runs. And I think that's what we're going to see in Houston. We all know a, cu- a young QB's best friend is the tight end. I think CJ is going to lean heavily on, I'm Dalton Schultz, and this is some guy I kind of want to target. What say you?
2: Yeah, again with Stroud getting comfortable in the offense, you know he's going to rely on his uh, running backs and his tight end. So currently, Schultz is ranked tight end eleven, um, and I think he's going. I think he can sneak into the top ten and be and be a great later round option if you're a person that waits on tight ends like I do in drafts.
0: I actually would target him in a later round for sure. So let's just do a little – let's let's have a little fun here. So we're going to go to the tight end position, okay? Um, And last year, George Kittle – I'm not saying – you know what I mean? But George Kittle finished with 140 fantasy points, okay? Mm-hmm. 221. Uh Kittle was hurt a lot this year though. He's to be found Yes. Yet. Yes, he was. <laughs> Kittle was hurt a lot. Jesus, where is he? But I guess my point is this is it's all about the system. And the system is there for a tight end to thrive, and I really think Schultz is going to thrive in this tight end drag system that the Texans are going to run because it's such a huge part of the Kyle, Han- Kyle Shanahan system. Um, what My next one, now this one's a little – this one goes back to where now sh- watching CJ at Ohio State. He targets the slot wide receiver a lot. I thought they brought in Tank Dell. Dell was going to be the slot wide receiver. But right now on the depth chart is Robert Woods. Wide receiver 90, ADP of 248. Am I crazy to want to take him as a dart throw? (laughs) Bobby Trees? Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees.
2: I mean, I like your optimism you have on Woods. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go with them, but you know dart throw value, late round, sure why not? Why not?
0: Yeah, I'm talking like round thirteen, round fourteen. You know what I mean? Just trying to throw stuff at paper, see if it sticks. Um, with how much Stroud likes to cover the slot, if he's playing the slot. I think he's gonna get some looks because Stroud's so loose, loose to looking there. Um, yeah, we'll have
2: to see what kind of chemistry he gets with with his with his wide receiving core and tight end.
0: You know. Now, targets. I'm definitely going to target Damian Pierce. I think he's in line for a huge season. Obviously, Schultz and Bobby Woods. But I will say this. If if the depth chart comes out, and of course, we're recording this in – it's May right now. When we're recording this. Depth chart's nowhere near. People are just guessing. But if it comes out and Dell's targeted as a slot, I'm going to change that to Dell. But whoever is the slot wide receiver I want. So, Pierce, Schultz, and the slot wide receiver for the Texans. Uh, what are your targets?
2: Yeah, I'm definitely targeting Pierce. Um, I'm going to target Schultz as a as a later round value tight end pick. Um, Stroud as a late round backup if he's there and you have not too many other options. Um, you know, Stroud's security blankets I think are what you need to target. Like I said, running backs, tight ends, um, possibly that slot position. Um, but I'm that, that's where I'm at. I'm just at Pierce Schultz and, and Dart throw for Stroud as your backup.
0: Now, my fades are CJ Stroud, Devin Singletary, Nico Collins, and Dell. If Dell Del or Woods, like one of them, I'm going to target when I'm going to fade. Um, obviously, I don't think they're going to ask Collins, to, stre- Collins likes to stretch the field. I don't think they're going to be throwing the ball that much with CJ. I think it's going to be a heavy run game, a lot of underneath stuff. So that's why I'm fading him. Singletary, I don't think he's going to get any run. And Dell's going to be on the outside. So that's kind of my thought process there. What are your fades, Nick? Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm out on Singletary. Um, I think Pierce is going to get the lion's share of everything. And um, I'm out on all wide receivers in Houston and Stroud's first year, especially the outside wide receivers, like you said. Um, maybe the slot guy has a dart throw, but – the, the outside guys, I'm not. I'm not having anything of that in Stroud's first year.
0: I agree. Maybe next year we'll look to look to get on that ship. So, excuse me, Nick. I'd like to thank you for coming on next week. We are going to continue this, and we are going to do the. Uh, you know what, dude? I am such a bad person. I don't know who the third worst team in the NFL was last year
2: third worst team in the nfl the indianapolis colts yeah we're gonna
0: go with the colts and then uh the raiders i believe colts and cards 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 and cards and Colts. yeah so that'll be that'll be a fun one (laughs) next week's gonna be the cards and colts and then obviously some big news just happened before we went on it was a little it was a little bit of a shocking news deandre hopkins
2: released yeah released and they get a twenty. What is it? A twenty-two point six million dollar cap hit. Yeah. <laughs> mm, interesting. Interesting moves. Where do you think he ends up? I don't know. They're already saying that uh, the Patriots might might go
0: after him. But I think he's going to end up. Oh my he god, could, he Baltimore. could go. So, he could go so many places. I think he's going to end up in Baltimore. Well, I, he wants a ring, so like realistically, I know. I know. So realistically, I mean that's Buffalo.
2: Um, I think you should go to. I think you should go to Buffalo. He's not going to uh, win a ring in New England.
0: <laughs> Buffalo, Baltimore, uh, Kansas City, yeah, Chargers. Um, yeah, it's, that's, those are the four places. If I had to bet, I'd bet one of those four places that he goes I want to, I want to see him in Buffalo. I want to see
2: Josh Allen throwing him
0: and Diggs. That'd be pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. Nick, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media, my friend?
2: Uh, you can find me at NAA Fantasy on Twitter. Thanks again,
0: as always, Eric. Thanks. Always uh, a pleasure. Dude. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking. I look forward to talking a little Cards and Colts next week, my friend. We'll talk soon. Totally. All right. Sounds good. Please give my boy Nick at NAA Fantasy a follow on Twitter. Uh, Nick and I have some big news coming out in the upcoming weeks. Hopefully, everyone will be a part of it because Nick and I are really looking forward to to it and now let's continue on with the podcast and shift our attention over to some nascar we have reached the part of the podcast where we're going to be talking some nascar with my boy brandon brandon how you doing today my man Coke 600 indy
3: 500 monaco all in one day it's uh it's gonna be a good sunday if we can just hold out some rain here in charlotte we'll, we'll be good
0: now before we jump into anything, Brandon and I have some news and it pertains to everyone out there. We have reached, we got contacted by a company and uh, yeah, we are going to have a Fanatics link. Um, it's going to be in the description. You're going to be able to use our link to go to the Fanatics page. And shop all their wonderful NAS, stuff. So um, it's going to be linked in the podcast. If you're watching on um, on YouTube right now, it is going to be linked in the um, in the description. And just real quick, I will pull up the screen real real quick for everyone watching on YouTube. Boom, boom, and boom there you have it it'll be right here you can go down look at this we got suarez stuff track house stuff the 99 to 1 daniel suarez um stuff i don't know why i clicked on suarez but the thing i'm gonna do this is gonna be my first purchase brandon i I knew this was coming street street race i'm going down right here look at that look at that bad boy nice little baby blue Chicago street race edition t-shirt that is going to be my first one my first purchase so guys you know if you're gonna buy some NASCAR stuff please use the link in the description it helps Brandon and I out immensely now let's look back at the all-star race Brandon we hit another winner we hit Larson at it was a small price but you know what we still got it home so we can't we can't complain we got Larson home. Um, you know, I think that's four winners for us in the season, yes. which is pretty good, along with some top tens. So we just got to keep stuff trucking, heading in the um the way, the right direction, excuse me. Um interesting race with the Charlotte six hundred. Why don't you tell everyone why this race is so grueling? It's the longest race. <clears throat> it's the longest race, uh, at least in the U.S. I know, where uh, six
3: hundred miles. It's longer than the Indy five hundred. Uh, every single stage is a hundred laps. You're not making it on a full tank of gas each stage. So multiple pit stops, a lot of pit strategy. Uh, I've been going there for well over eighteen years now, and race starts when the sun's up, track's warm. Race ends when the sun's down and it's cold out. So. A lot of changes in the cars. Normally who you see dominating early in the race is fading at the end of the race. Uh, Just a lot of strategy involved. I think it's one of the most interesting continue to change strategy throughout a whole race, not just a stage since there's four or five stages. So um, be ready to live bet this race. I love live betting it. If you see somebody middle of the pack that's running well when the sun's up, I like grabbing them do not continue with the guy out front happened last year with chase it happened with uh Chastain. They were both out front majority, but once that sun dropped, it just, it, it changed the whole game. So usually your winner is somebody that you don't expect as you're watching the race. So it's not your typical lead in the race, going on the race. Kind
0: of like that one year, I think it was 2017 when Austin Dillon just came out of nowhere yep. to win the race. I'm flashing back. This race is always so long, but I'm remembering there is that one year where Martin Truex just dominated it. And to, to me, it felt it was like a 90 minute race. It was just yeah. so effing fast. Now we each have some guys um, that were betting. I have three, I believe you have four, but a couple of them are the same. Cool. Um, so we both are going with the number nine. Why don't you tell us why you're, you're, betting the number nine then i i will let you guys know why i'm betting the number nine
3: he's always done well at charlotte and i know a lot of people are gonna say well he's done well at the roval he dominates road courses that has nothing to do with this he's just good at the track he's always been consistent at charlotte he ran very very well last year couldn't close it towards the end uh i believe he either hit the wall something happened to where he just he couldn't close it but he was there once again, we talk about it. We've talked about it for a couple of weeks now. He has to get a win to get into the playoffs. What a better way this prestige race on Sunday being the 600, being able to get himself a win. So I like Chase Elliott sitting at nine to one right now, depending on how he's qualifying, that could go. The odds could go up, but they won't go down. So Chase Elliott, nine to one, the number nine, four, nine. I like it.
0: So I got Elliott at 10 to 1. I like him because when you look, ever since he returned from his injury, he's really been struggling. But you look at his last three races, he's starting to get back to that form. Seventh at Kansas, third at Darlington, fifth at the All-Star Race. He's starting to get back to his base level. Also, let's just look at his history there. Last year, you mentioned he had that car wreck, finished thirty three. The ones before that finished second, won the race, finished second again, and finished fourth. This is one of his better tracks, and I really think that people are underlooking him because of the injury and kind of the bad the bad overall season. Because of that, I'm getting 10 to one on one of his better tracks. Chase Elliott just makes sense to me.
3: Like I didn't think we'd ever agree on number nine. So I'm gonna record this, keep it, and just put it in my pocket for a little while. But
0: <laughs> Next. moving on,
3: Brand. moving on, the man that I normally don't even touch, Mr. Kyle Bush, rowdy himself, 12 to 1, finished second last year, was nose to tail with Denny Hamlin for this victory, has been in victory lane here at the 600 before. A man that knows how to adjust his car on a long type of race. 12 to 1, Kyle Bush. Rowdy, I, I can't. When I saw those odds, I was like, since when do you ever grab him at 12 to 1? And you're talking about a prestige race like this that he's won before and finished second last year.
0: I can't steer away from the man. So, Rowdy, 12 to 1. You know what? I like it. I like it. Um, mine, this is going to be my top 10. I'm going with Austin Dillon, top 10 plus 235. This is one of his better tracks, average finish 12. Point five. Let's look at his last six races here. Um, let's just look at his last six races where he didn't crash. Six, eight, fourteen, and seven. That's an average finish of eight point seven five. Three top tens. I just think he's going to get a little bit overlooked, and people are going to go to the bigger names. And I'm getting a plus two thirty five or somewhere. This is a better track. That's just, this just is a no brainer to me. I'll lock that in all flipping day, my friend.
3: You had him last week. I had him the week before. We've been talking to him about weeks, or we've been talking about him weeks at a time. I'm going with Ryan Blaney, 25 to 1. He's going to have My a life. whole new body armor paint scheme. He's here in Charlotte. I just, I we've seen his odds 12 to 1, 14 to 1, 10 to 1, 11 to 1. Seeing him at 25 to 1 for a man that's just due for it and still running consistent, I can't steer away from Ryan Blaney at 25 to 1. Forget track history, track stats, any of that stuff. Seeing him at 25 to 1 right next to Brad Keselowski at 33, something doesn't settle well with me there, and those odds are too high for me not to touch. So a man that's due for one in the body armor, green number 12 Penske car, Mr. Ryan Blaney himself.
0: I like it. I like it. And I'm going to tell you this, my friend. I'm pulling this up right now. If the number nine wins, I'm going to go to our friends at Fanatic and I'm going to buy myself this little bad boy. Yes. I will buy myself this t-shirt if Kyle Bush bet gets home, my friend. Um, Now, let's shift our attention over to my next one. And I hate, I absolutely hate I hate the fact I am doing this, but you know what? I am doing it. Denny Um, Hamlin, 750. I absolutely hate myself. I am kicking myself for doing this. It's not a bad pick. Uh, You know, since 2020, average finish, 9.8. One win, two top fives, three top tons. Won the last race here. Um, Second best finish on intermediate tracks. His worst finish at an intermediate track is 12 this this calendar year. The last time that he did not finish in the top 12 at an intermediate track was all the way back at 2022 Darlington. So for a whole calendar year, his worst finish was 12 <laughs> at this type of track. It's just a no brainer to me. Lock it in. I'm in. I'm invested. Denny Hamill right. plus seven. I
3: like it. So we're going to flip the script and go with these high long shot odds. I had one for you. I'm seeing two. I'm going Austin Dillon in the number three at 80 to one. Love it. He, just Love randomly, it. he randomly comes out in these major, major event races. It's long. If he can stay out of trouble early and not get caught up in anything in the first three stages, I can see him being there at the end. Just that Richard Childress, number three, Charlotte Motor Speedway, Coke 600, Austin Dillon, 80 to one. That's hard not to touch. And then I will just sprinkle this in here at the end. Long, grueling race. What is better than have just a young kid that's hydrated, not tired, ready to go, willing to put a bumper to somebody who's been racing very well recently, did well in the all-star race in the open, Ty Gibbs at 50 to 1.
0: So Who's going to get a win first, Ty Gibbs or Harrison Burton?
3: Oh, Ty Gibbs, man. I tried to ride that Harrison Burton thing last year as a rookie thinking he'd grab one. I'd almost put money on that. Noah Gregson's going to get a win over Harrison. But I just – Ty Gibbs has great equipment. He's been running very well. Every week you see the kid getting better. And for people that don't like Kyle Busch, just be ready not to like Ty Gibbs. He's going to be the same type of driver. Get out of my way or I'm moving you with an attitude. So I like my two
0: long shots. Ty Gibbs 50-1. to Austin awesome Dillon eighty to one, I like it. I like it, Brandon. I would like to thank you for coming on and talking a little NASCAR, guys. If you're listening, give my boy Brandon a follow at Boston Boy eighty three. Also, please, 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 please use the link in the description below if you're going to be buying any NASCAR gear from Fanatics or if you're listening on the podcast, please use the link in the description. Brandon and I would greatly appreciate it. You know what? Straight Let's make out some money. Good luck in all your wagers, my friend. Send me some pictures from Charlotte, and I'll talk to you next week, buddy. You guys are at Charlotte. Tweet me. I'll meet up with you. We'll have some fun. Please give my boy Brandon a follow at BostonBoy83. If you are at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, give him a tweet. He will meet you up. Have a beer. He is a great dude. That's it for the podcast. I hope everyone has a safe and enjoyable holiday. Please make sure to check Gino and myself out on Fast Break Bretts we'll be handing out some NBA winners also please make sure to use the sharps link in the description use promo code etof etof99 also royal retros use the link below use promo code spring fever all one word the etof21 sports Show will be back this tuesday we'll be previewing some NBA finals let's make some money let's cash some tickets until next week boys and girls